Yeah, we've been married for eight years. I'm glad you said that. I can remember. Good evening and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I am the Marvel Curse and I'm joined today by my amigo Mars, you can find on Twitter at Mars05 and Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we've interviewed managers from all over the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FBL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have Sam and Lee, who you should all know and love from Twitter, at FBL Family, and their YouTube channel of the same name. Sam, Lee, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bare your soul to the FBL community? Bear our souls. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go for it. Thank you for the invite, by the way. You're very welcome. I just, uh, I love how everyone gets mildly terrified by that introduction, Don. Like, bear your soul. It's a big commitment. <laughs> Trying to psych them out, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. It's working. Throw them off <laughs> with our uh, intense journalistic questions. Okay, so first up, tell us, uh, describe yourselves in three words. Do you want to go first or shall I? Go on, you can go first. Oh, I'll go first. Okay, you put the pressure on me. I yeah, like that. Why okay. Not? Uh, so, so, I, so I was thinking about this on the way home from work, and the three words that I came up with were like really boring. So <laughs> I've kind of just come across as really boring. But I put, I put detailed, logical, and a bit geeky. Definitely a bit geeky. <laughs> <laughs> nice I one. love the fact that we have husband and wife here to verify all of these things. Brilliant. Yeah, nor- normally we have to say, yeah, we'll, we'll have to get their wife on or their partner on the show to um, to let us know what they're really like. But on this pod, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be sorted, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam, what about yourself? Um, I put bossy. Oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, emotional. And then I really struggled with another one. Um because I'm kind of just a mum, so maybe just like caring, maybe. Caring yeah. and bossy at the same time. Yeah. Okay, the, them two are definitely, there's nothing wrong with those two working together. Sometimes you need to be bossy, but you can always be caring. Okay, we'll go with you on that one. And, and let's face it, Mars is actually the same way. Mars is very bossy, but he yeah. is very caring at the same time. So I'm Mars, the, I'm, he, the, I'm the mum of the three amigos. Yeah, you he are. Is. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely <laughs> mum. He bosses you around with love. <laughs> So um, the second question is actually about where, where you guys live and where you currently work at. But I'm going to add something else. It's like, tell us about you guys. When did you get together? Just a bit of history. <laughs> Whatever you feel like telling us. <laughs> yeah, even, even that's a bit of a test. Yeah. So uh, it went shocking to hear that. Get it wrong. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Um, so it won't shock you to hear that we live in the same place. Um, so we live, we live in Hertfordshire. So we're, our, our local team is actually Watford. We're probably closest to Vicarage Road out of all the stadiums. Now, Sam's a Spurs fan, so she can legitimately get away with supporting Spurs. We are within, what, 20, I think, minutes. A, 20 minutes or so to White Hart Lane, Stroke Wembley. So we're OK there. But I, I could definitely cannot get away with supporting Liverpool. I have no scout. Guys, we're, we're neighbours. We're neighbours. I live in North West London. Oh, we're oh, literally around the corner then. We're literally around the corner. Yeah, so we're, yeah. in Har- we're in Hertfordshire near Watford. Um, but I definitely can't get away with being uh, being uh, either Scouse or Liverpool in any way. The way that the, the way that the Liverpool thing came about was that um, my uncle actually used to work for the um, you know the kids magazine Shoot and Match. Remember those? So it's back in like 1990 when Liverpool oh, first yeah. won the uh, Liverpool last won the uh, the league. And uh, I got given one of these posters and uh, there was an A1 size poster in the middle of one of these magazines of Liverpool lifting the trophy. And up to then, so I was six in 1990, six years old in 1990. And um, up to then, my whole family is Spurs. My mum and dad are Spurs. Both my brothers are massive Spurs fans. Um, and I got this poster and I just thought, that's it. I'm going to support Liverpool. They're the ones I'm going to support. So I'm kind of like the original glory hunter. And I feel like a bit of a jinx, right? Because since then, Liverpool haven't won the league. So, <laughs> <laughs> and as Sam regularly reminds me, um, you know, it's never too late to move over to the Spurs side, is it, dear? 
Yeah, and jinx them for jinx them for another thirty years as well. Well, yeah, that's the reason not to, right? Yeah, so we live in Hertfordshire. We're near to Watford. How did we get together? Do you want to tell that story? I can remember it, but do you want to tell it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been together for fourteen years. Um, we actually used to work together. Um, as well, I was a Saturday girl um, in the local school uniform shop. Um, we had and, summer jobs, didn't we? And Lee worked there over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got together just before my first year at uni, you and your second year at uni. And we've been together ever since. Um, yeah, we've been married for eight years. I'm glad you said that. I can remember. <laughs> I, was think, I was thinking seven or eight, but yeah, OK, good. <laughs> we've been married for eight years. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell this story or shall I? I mean, I know the details. It reminds me of um, a fuel teacher. One of my brothers is uh, kids. Um, he teaches like junior infants or so six year olds. And they're told, you know, if there's a piece of art to ask the kid not to go, what is that? But just tell me about the picture. Well, that's actually that's actually quite a nice segue into what I do. So I'm in I, I'm in <laughs> IT sales. So I'm all about asking the right questions at the right time and putting the onus on other people. So <laughs> that's so that's that's me. I'm not going to go into that in terms of what I do, because frankly, it's just far too boring for your listeners. But you might want to go into what you do. Well, strangely, bit. I'm a t- oh, well, I was before I had the children. Now I'm just. Well, no, I won't say I'm just a stay-at-home mum. I am a stay-at-home mum now. You're but busier than that, me, frankly. Stay-at-home mum <laughs> yeah. is so busy. But before that, I was a teacher, so maybe that's where it comes from, <laughs> this <laughs> this questioning thing. Um, yeah, so I used to be a secondary school teacher. Very good. Um, as you mentioned there, I mean, I used to be um, I used to be a stay-at-home dad for years. So um, I'm only recently actually back going back where I'm working out of the home. So I've, uh, it's definitely it's it's time like time off when I'm going to work. We know now how you got into f- football and generally you became a Liverpool fan because of that. But um, Sam, how did you get into being a Spurs fan? Um, so it's kind of in the blood, really. My mum is a season ticket holder at Spurs um, and most of my family are Spurs, apart from um, the rogue Chelsea element in my family. <laughs> my, da- my dad and my brother are diehard Chelsea fans. Um, but the rest of us, both sides of the family... Um, we're all Spurs. Um, and, and as Lee said, um, Spurs, they are our local Premier League side, apart from Watford. Um, but then they weren't Premier League when we were growing up. Um, You're as much of a glory hunter as me, then. We should both support Watford, shouldn't we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. but at least I've got it in the family. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, one of my dad's dad's friends used to be um, a policeman at Spurs. So he would get um, the police tickets quite a lot. So we, I'd go with my mum quite regularly down to White Hart Lane and, and, and watch the game. So, yeah, Spurs is in the blood. Yeah, so we so how did we get into FPL? I guess it was one of those games that's always been around, given that we've, uh, well, certainly um, we've both been into football, both been into FPL for years, actually, haven't we? We've both played it for like 10 or 11 years or something ridiculous. Well, you got me into it, really, didn't you? Yeah, I guess I kind of got you into it a bit more. So I probably played one, maybe two more seasons than you have. So yeah. I maybe started it a little bit earlier and then got you into it once we were together. Um, I don't really know how I got into it, Dom, to be honest. I mean, all my mates at school, you know, were playing it and then it just sort of, you know, it's a bit obsessive, isn't it? As we all know, uh, anybody listening to this podcast will probably relate to that. Um, it's uh, it's a bit obsessive. So once you get into it, you just love it. And I've just never put it down for sort of 10 or 11 years. But it's only been in the last, uh, what, 18 months even. So at the beginning of last season when we started FPL Family, that it's kind of gone into overdrive and we've started getting <laughs> proper, proper geeky with stats and you know, trying to understand how many key passes Wilson's done in the final third and things like that, right? <laughs> I never got that geeky about it. But since FPL family, it's it's gone to another level, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I think the key with FPL is actually finding somebody to talk about it with, I think. And that's part of the thing with, with Twitter. I mean, I know in my job, there's nobody in my job who plays FPL. So you, with podcasts and with Twitter, you can kind of have conversations about it. And it kind of it does make you even more of a geek than what you would normally be. Um, <laughs> so if you fi- find that kindred spirit who will uh, who will talk FPL bollocks with you for, for all day long, then, um, then you're a lucky man. You mentioned 18 months ago you started the FBL family. Um, account and the YouTube channel but how did you actually decide to do that which of you had that brainwave where you went you know what I think we should put ourselves on the internet every week talking about FBL so that was Lee um, we used to spend all of our Friday nights didn't we talking about what transfers yeah. had we made yeah, and yeah. who was going to be our captain and it provided a bit of kind of entertainment um, and then about 18 months ago Lee randomly said one Friday night do you know what we're going to record this and put it on youtube and i was just like um are you joking 
who's going to want to watch us talking about football? Um, but apparently people do. Well, <laughs> so, it was weird, wasn't it? We, we were literally sitting across each other and we've got sofas either side of the lounge here. And it was like, I looked over just like, you know, we're talking about captains and stuff. So let's, put, let's just, just shoot a video on my phone and put it on YouTube to see what happens. And I bought some, you know, 1999 piece of software off of, I don't know, some random download site. And just put a few graphics around it. And if I go back to the first ever FPL family video, which is, like I say, 18 months ago, I cringe now when I watch it. I cringe. The graphics are terrible and our <laughs> presenting technique is awful. Um, but you've got to start somewhere, right? So we started there, um, put this video up. And, you know, next thing I know, eight, 800 people have watched it. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's kind of interesting that people want to watch it. So um, in the meantime, I'd started a Twitter account and I'd started getting, um, you know, into the FPL community using the hashtags all the time and, we had a couple of couple of the bigger accounts that sort of retweeted a couple of things that we did. Um, one of the big one of the big guys, FPL Fly, who's on Twitter, retweeted our video, and all of a sudden, you know, we got loads more followers on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it, and it's just kind of grown since then. To be fair, um, into sort of live streaming now. Um, middle of last year, did we go into live streaming? It was sort of towards the end of last year, wasn't it? Um, From videos to live streams. Well, I think I think yeah, I and mean, partly we we made that decision based upon time, didn't we? Because we were finding that FPL Family was was taking up a lot of our time, and actually the editing live, of the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. the live streaming um worked in two ways one it allowed us to interact with the community live during our video so we could get feedback and kind of understand where people's thoughts were at the same time um but it also freed up our evenings again so once you're doing two two videos a week actually that editing process took a hell of a lot longer to do than than the actual filming of it yeah but the interaction with the community is the best bit isn't it it's yeah. great to get the live chat going um there's a bunch of regulars that always turn up the to in-laws. the live streams every every sunday and every thursday without fail they're always there and that's great you know it's absolutely great that you get those regulars and you get that interaction going so it's, it's really really good fun i like it how people say if you look back at the first video i think the surgeons last time they said if you listen back to the first podcast on the first three amigos are sang backstreet boys has <laughs> <laughs> the intro because we were coming back <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I don't cringe but you know others might when they do when they listen to it <laughs> we got we've gotten our messy bits out of the way though with fan feud Mars. um i know the first time I, uh, I i i have bad memories of the first time the first fan feud podcast i was on which is about three years ago and um i was on with the chief of fpl hints and um i think i i think i called out his defensive to strategy and this is my first time on a podcast. Little did I know just what a mistake I was making. But he's forgiven me since, and we're good friends. But um, the uh, yeah, the, the first ones are always the, the messiest. But I do like the idea of the live stream. Um, the, I think we, we definitely would like to do them. And as you mentioned there, the, the editing, sometimes the podcast itself, the editing will take nearly the same amount of time as what the, uh, yeah, what sure. the actual podcast or, or video will take to do. Um, even more so with video, I can imagine. Um, but uh, no, it's it's great. It's great to hear how the how the FBL family came about. So in in a way, it was almost like a bit of a just a serendipity thing, wasn't it? Just just put this on YouTube, see what happens. Apparently, people like listen to what we've got to say. So <laughs> it just gathered gathered momentum from there. Um. Okay. So tell us, what was your highest ever finish in FPL? Do you want to start with that one? Yeah. So um. I actually had to go and look this up, didn't I? Because I was pretty sure it was last season, but I wasn't... You, you smashed it last year, yeah. Yeah, so um, Lee's normally far, far better at FPL than me. Um, but last season, I, I was at 11K, which is my best ever finish. Um, I think before that, it was my first season, strangely. Um, so I seem to have uh, started well and then did all right last season. It's the birth of FPL family that's, that's made you so amazing at FPL. It's made me yeah. take it a bit more seriously, I guess, yeah. <laughs> And I'm the, I'm the complete opposite, guys, by the way. So I look back at my game week history and I've got some actually, actually a pretty good history. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, my best ever finish was 1,700. So I was in the top 1,700. I've been in uh, 3K, 8K, you know, 20K, 30K, a couple of 70Ks over the course of 10 years. So I've never been outside the top 100K or even the top 75K, I don't think, in about 10 years of playing it. And then last year when we decided to publicly broadcast how we were doing on a weekly basis to, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, I got 220k. <laughs> did absolute rubbish. Um, and not only did I not only did I get 220k, but you know Got that, smashed by me. You know, got beaten on a regular basis by my <laughs> wife, who I was, you know, broadcasting this station to and with, uh, who ended up with eleven K as she, as you quite rightly say. So yeah, um looking to bounce back this year, to be honest. Um I don't really know 
why that is either. I mean, I looked at it last you year. You overthought it last year. I think I did, you know. I think I did. I think because it's the first year that we've done the Twitter thing and the FPL family thing. There was almost too much information. Uh, and part of the skill of FPL is trying to weed through everyone's opinions and all the facts and stats and getting to the bit that actually matters for you and for your team. Um, and actually just watching games, guys. I know that sounds like a that sounds like a really obvious thing to say but I spent so much time when the games were on I'd be on the sofa looking at all the stats and what's going on um, and what the Twitter reaction was to the FPL action that's going on in that game rather than actually watching the game and this season I've tried to take a bit of a step back from that put my phone down while the games Mm -hmm. are on actually watch the football uh, and seem to be doing a little bit better this year so yeah I've got I've got to bounce back got to beat you this year got to I can lose all the moment I know I'm not I know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> brilliant and so uh, guys what's your uh, best FPL memory then um okay so the one of the first years I think it might have been the second year that we played um FPL together oh I know what you're going to say as well um yeah. <laughs> we because I wasn't obviously was historically not as good as Lee and we had a bet and we never bet on anything um, but this particular season, I really, really wanted cats. Um, and Lee was very, very anti-getting them. I did not want pets of any description. No. So we had a bet. Whoever finished higher in the FPL that season would would win, basically. And, and I won. So we got our cats as a result of um, that particular season. It's the only other season I've beaten Lee um, rank-wise other than last <laughs> year. So we, we have two cats now as a result of that. Because of my Excellent. poorly, poorly judged pet <laughs> that I will never I love Sam, Sam always comes to the fore when uh, there's something at stake, all the important yeah. moments. Exactly. exactly. And people say, oh, I'm the competitive one, I'm telling you. It's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like she doesn't, she just lets you win uh, most Lulls years. Lulls you yeah. into a false sense of security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could be right. You could I tried be right. to get him to bet with me again last season, but he was having I'm none never, of I'm it. I'm not having it. I'm not having <laughs> it, no. And I'm glad I didn't, given that you were 11K and I was 220K. I guess in terms of my best memory, guys, I, I, was, I wasn't I was thinking in terms of that, in terms of memories. That is a great memory of ours, actually, collectively. I was thinking more about specific FPL moments, and I can I can think of plenty of moments when um, uh, Luis Suarez, a couple of seasons ago, I mean, that was... He was a one-man FPL machine, Luis Suarez. And I, and I noticed uh, the guys from uh, the surgery pod a couple of weeks ago were talking about the 4-3 where Suarez got a hat-trick against Norwich. That was definitely one of my key moments. But I also remember a few seasons back getting on Michu. You remember Michu? He went to Swansea <laughs> and he had like a, a, a really good pre-season. And he was, you know, there's a lot of the the sort of FF Scout community, who, which I used to spend quite a bit of time on FF Scout uh, before Twitter. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, he's scoring a lot of goals and he's doing one in pre-season. Oh, do you see how many he scored in Spain the year before? So he wasn't selected by many. uh, He didn't have a very high TSB percentage, team selected by percentage. So I thought, right, I'm going to get, I'll take a little bit of a pump, get on this guy. And it worked marvellously. And Michu is, you know, he had one classic one season wonder, wasn't he? But what a wonder he was for that one season. (laughs) Yeah, he was phenomenal that year. Um, the uh, you know we I love I do love those um, those little nuggets when you get them in the preseason and you can feel like you discovered them for your uh, for your FBL team oh, normally yes. at a bargain bargain basement price. Um, so Lee, um, I'll, you're, I know that probably if your household is anything like mine, um, Sam is the boss in the family. But <laughs> um, if you were the boss at FBL for one day and you could change one rule or feature, what would you go for? God, what a good question that is. Have you got an answer prepared I have for that? Got one, yeah. Go on then, you do your answer while I'm thinking. Um, because I can't, I genuinely, you know, played the game for 10 years. I wouldn't have played it for 10 years and spent so much of my time playing it if uh, if I didn't like it. Um, is there one thing I'd change? Go on, if you've got an answer, go on, you go and, and I'll think of something. There's just one thing I think would, would make a, a bit of a more of an interesting tweak. I, I, I think it would be good if you had to keep one player for the entire season. So you, there was like one player that you weren't allowed to transfer out over the course of the whole season, and you have to pick them before the game starts. Um, so you actually only have 14 players you could move in and out. I like that. That's a good idea. What do you think of that, guys? I like that one. It's completely different from anything we've heard. So, And it would make it tricky. Like, what if you went, your one person was, you know, one of your premium assets, and then they yeah. just... They were injured or they weren't firing. We've seen plenty of that happening. So, I mean, maybe if you went your one asset as like one Bissaka or something and he's dirt cheap and so you just keep him on your bench 
at any time, then you'd you'd be playing it right. But it would make it very interesting. Just different strategies, right? Because I like that. I like you could that. go for somebody like Kane or Salah or Aguero, but then that's a lot of your budget that's always taken up mm. with them. You can never free up. Or like you say, you go for a real cheapie, um, knowing that they'll probably be bench fodder for most of the season. Check you out. You should get a job in Premier League. I love that. Yeah, I like there that. You go. I was thinking, so I just thought of one just literally on the fly here. Um, and I don't know why sitting next to you, I've just thought about this, but what, you could have like a team sabotage chip. What? Where you get access to your key, you get access to your key rivals team for a week, and you can select whatever players you want. Now, you, now I've been thinking about this just as you were talking. You wouldn't just select any old nonsense, right? The zero percent TSBs. It'd have to be players that are above five percent TSB. So players that are actually active in the game. And then I could just pick whatever players. Can you imagine that? I just sabotage your team for a week. Lee, I'm convinced Don has it. Don has that chip. He accidentally has access to my team. He put Madison on the bench when I transferred him in and and played for the Sale. There's no way I would have done that. What's worrying about that is that Lee actually does have access to mine somehow as well. Yeah, because, yeah, so my Chrome browser has saved your password for logging into FPL. So it could happen. We could have our own little FPL sabotage week. The in-laws would be up in arms sabotage me. <laughs> it'd, be an actual, it'd be an actual divorce, guys. I have to tell you, there would be absolute murder in my house if there was a sabotage <laughs> ship. We're already so competitive as it is. It's a miracle we get through one week to the next when we talk FPL. But I kind of like the idea at the same time. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so describe yourselves as FPL managers in three words this time. So how does that differ to how you are as people outside of FPL? Describe yourself as an FPL manager in three words. So I, so I wrote these down again. Um, this is what I was thinking on the way home. So as much as my, what did I say before? Detailed, geeky, or whatever. <laughs> this is just, just as bad an answer as that. Logical, I think, was your other one. Logical, yeah. Goodness me, how boring. Um, but I, so I put uh, lucky, unlucky, and obsessed. And the reason I put unlucky and unlucky is because you just genuinely don't know, do you? You can pour over the stats, you can listen to the pods, you can tune into FPL family, you can look on Twitter to your heart's content. But sometimes Christensen will come off on the 59th minute. It just, oh. Four weeks on the trial. It just will happen. It, it, you just have to be... You need Lee, a- I, was, I was there with you for the whole Christensen debacle. I... Uh, I remember that. And then I remember selling him for Jones the week that Jones got dropped. Oh, um, that's absolutely <laughs> savage. You just need yeah. a massive slice of luck, don't you? Um, so I, I would say I'm lucky and unlucky because some weeks it goes and some weeks it doesn't. Right? Um, I put planned because I do like a plan, like a long term yeah, plan. OK, I'll give you that. Um, that. Gut led. So I always follow my gut when it comes to FPL. I, d- I don't. I'm the total opposite of you. I don't really look at the stats and mm. stuff like that. I I'll, I just go with what and you're not on Twitter either, are you? So you kind of you're sort of outside of the whole Twitter bubble of yeah. people's opinions, which, and Instagram which helps, different. I think, sometimes. Yeah, Instagram doesn't really give you that same no, level true. of content. Yeah, um, and what else? Oh, I put easily annoyed. So things <laughs> like Mendy getting an assist in the last minute this game week just gone oh, really annoyed me. That, like, that kind of stuff really winds me up. I get very crossed by that. Well that's because I did Trippier out, a Spurs player to Mendy, and you were just like, Oh, you can't take a Spurs player out for <laughs> Mendy. And then it looked like they were gonna match each other and Mendy pops up with a little cheeky assist and a bonus point right at the end and yeah, you were a little bit upset about that. That was really annoying. That was, was really very annoying. annoying. It was. I agree. Uh, I think we mentioned what you guys like. So what do you dislike about the game the most? What do we dislike about the game the most? That's, to be honest, Mars, that's a tough one because as I said before, you know, Spence put so much time and effort into it, particularly now with the FPL family, you put, you know, put even more time and effort into creating the content for the viewers and stuff. It, it's kind of hard to pick out something I dislike. Yes, it's frustrating and yeah, you can be unlucky, but necessarily say I dislike anything about it. Do you dislike anything about um, it? It's not anything particularly from the game, but um, I the thing that annoys me the most about being kind of an <laughs> FPL man, why have you laughed? Because I just know what you're like when you start talking about your annoyances with FPL. There's a particularly high horse that you're going to get on in a minute. Well, no, I don't think this one is really. Um, it's like the one point cameos that really get me. So oh, when, when a player that you, you know, you, you think he's going to yeah. start and then they don't start, and then the manager decides to bring them on for in the 89th minute just to waste a bit of time. And you think, do you not know? 
that I have got him and I had a six point player coming off my bench and instead I've now got you with one point. It seems it seems almost inconceivable that you know Pep Guardiola I won't know. consider your FPL team when, it's it's, on, when he's it? picking his Manchester City team. You know, it's it's, it's the whole Pep roulette <laughs> thing. He, you know, Pep needs to get onto uh, onto Twitter hashtag FPL and uh, and and they should understand. They should understand the plight of the FPL they manager. A bit more, Sam, you know? I, I think. It's, I think Pochettino's worse than Pep. Pep Ooh. sometimes might not play a player at all, but <laughs> with Pochettino, he, he, he will throw on Trippio Davis for like two minutes to go, something stupid like that. He's done it a couple of times. Ha- yeah. Have a word with the previous person <laughs> connection. I tell you what, when, I, like... when, I'm, when I'm at Wembley next, I'll, I'll have a chat with Poch for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's that that annoys me. That's the thing. And it's not really a thing about the game particularly. It's just... An annoyance when it's a player that you expect to start and then they don't, and then they come on. It's like, oh goodness, that's really annoying. Yeah, there should be a title for the manager, actually, the Premier League manager who is the most friendly to FBL managers. As in, you know, I can imagine on the banner underneath <laughs> like the manager in an interview going, always known to be the most honest in press conferences, never gives out false information, always gives the you know, like some sort of stat that will just go, maybe FPL managers. Manager of the Month award. Love make, that. You know, Absolutely. give them something that they can um, that they can actually put on their mantle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little trophy. Never mind PFA Manager of the Year or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, FPL yeah. Managers, the, Manager of the Month. That's what they all want. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Sam Lee was telling us that he's quite a good historic record in FPL. But what is your own target each season in FPL? And do you do you guys have a mini league, maybe cash or otherwise, that you look to first? Um, so thing for me is just trying to beat whatever I got lot the season before. Um, so obviously last season I was at 11k. So target for this season is to beat that. Um, I seem to start badly at the beginning of the seasons and then get better. Like Christmas seems to be the turning point for me. So hopefully we'll be all right with that. Um, in terms of mini leagues, we have a couple. So we have our, our FPL family league. Um, we have the FPL regulars league for those that are regularly tuned into our youtube channel every week um, and then we also have our own private league with with our friends um so yeah i think the the regulars league is the one we kind of tend to look at the most isn't it really that's that's certainly the one we'll do on the on the live streams yeah. and on twitter and social and stuff i must say though there's there's nothing quite like the competition with your own mates right i mean our private league has got an associated whatsapp group so there's kind of you know banter going backwards and forwards on the whatsapp group throughout the sort of the game week and what's going on um, and, I, and like I say, you know, when we when I when I started that league, when I first started FPL, I you know, this is sort of 10 years ago. So, um, you know, back when I was sort of fiercely competitive with all of my mates and, and growing up in Hertfordshire, as you can imagine, I've got a lot of Manchester United mates. So <laughs> that kind of you know, this whole kind of Liverpool Manchester United rivalry has spilled over into FPL. So as much as I you know love tracking how we're doing against the live stream regulars in that league. There is still something about the competitiveness of, you know, beating your own mates on 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 a week to week basis. So that is that is the league that I want to be top of come the end of the season, no doubt. There is also um one of our our in laws set up a bloggers and streamers league, which is sort of interesting oh, yeah. because it's got all of the or um, a number of the key um bloggers and streamers from the FPL community in it. So that's always quite nice because you can compare yourselves with how everybody else um that's active in the community is doing so i, I do i do like jeff's league mm, it's good yeah okay guys so tell us what is the thing that you must do before each deadline whether it's read a blog look at data listen to a podcast other than recording your own uh stream that is <laughs> what you mean outside of listening to three amigos podcast or I mean, that's <laughs> well, obviously need, right? outside of brilliant that. brilliant answer that's well, it <laughs> And, and I must admit, so since we've since the FPL family thing's been kicking off, you know, yeah, absolutely. We do the live stream during the week, don't we? Usually on a Thursday at about eight o'clock, eight o'clock, where we look forward to, to the game week. Um, but ever since being part of the Twitter community, um, you know, you guys do a great podcast. There's, there's an, another other podcast out there like uh, Brandon and Josh on Always Cheating and Tom and Nick on Who Got the Assist. So that I, I tend to listen to those three in particular. And if I can, there's the surgery and a few others as well. Um, and then you've got other live streamers out there like Andy from the Scouts and you've got Nim Freer as well. So there's there's tons and tons of content. It's actually hard to fit it all into a week. But where I can, those those are the, that's that's generally what I'll do before a game week. 
Yeah, so you're better than I am, aren't you? I think because I, because obviously Lee commutes to work, so he gets a bit more time for this stuff. Whereas being at home with the children, I'm lucky if I'm not just having to watch Paw Patrol all day, every day. Um, <laughs> Thomas the Tank, or, Thomas or, the Tank or, yeah. or yeah, other children's programmes are available. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's actually more something that I don't do. So I refuse to make a transfer on on deadline morning or evening oh saturday so, morning you won't make a change so really. yeah so i have to have made my last changes to my team by bedtime on friday night before saturday so it's more rather than something i must do it's more something i just refuse to do you see i'm a bit i'm a bit different to that so i'll take all of those opinions and blogs and vlogs and pods and stuff and i'll sleep on it so i'll, I'll have in my mind going into you know into friday night what i want to do um, unless I've already made an early transfer, which is which can happen, but I tend to leave it towards the end, particularly in Champions League week. Um, so I have in my head what I want to do Friday night. Then I'll sleep on it, and then Saturday morning I'll hit the button normally, mm. or not hit the button depending on what I've decided to do. Yeah, I tend to be quite like that as well. I feel very strange if I if I do my transfer earlier than the, the Saturday morning. It's panic over last minute news coming from yeah. somewhere or something. It's pure paranoia that uh, all us FPL managers have. The thing is, I just find if I make a transfer on Saturday morning, it always, always goes badly. Or if I move <laughs> my captain, like I've never had a week where that's gone well. Instant FPL um, regret. It's always, line, it's it? always a problem. Um, and it, interestingly, on if there's a Friday night game, I didn't have the same rule. I would, I'd make transfers on the Friday. But what I've learned so far this season is that always goes badly as well. So now if it's a Friday <laughs> game, I have to do them on the Thursday. Brilliant. So, guys, do you have any uh, non-core players? Well, um, there's no way Troy Dean is making it back into my team. No way. <laughs> now, as a Spurs fan, Sam, a Spurs fan do you have yeah. Arsenal players? Um, so, actually, don't have any Arsenal players at the moment. I'm, that's not because they're no go. It's just that I, as of yet this season, don't have any. Um, I don't. I was racking my brains to think whether there was ever a player that that I wouldn't have had in my team. Um, and I couldn't really think of one. Like, I don't seem to get trolled in the same way that you do by players. I can give you two massive trolls. Well, I can name yours. <laughs> two massive trolls. The aforementioned Christensen from last yeah. year. I'm, I'm kind of pleased to see that he's been dropped by Sarri. It doesn't <laughs> seem to be fancied this year because if he was an option, and I would be tempted to go to uh, Alonso to Christensen, as I did last year, which cost that... But that, that move basically cost me last year because... The the minute I tried to save some money by downgrading Alonso to Christensen, you stayed on Alonso and he went on some weird five or six game run where he got like 15 points. And then Christensen throughout the same period got injured, got suspended, got taken off from 59 and got a, accumulated something like four points over five, four game weeks, whereas Alonso got like 50. That ultimately um, cost me a, a hell of a lot of places last year. So I'm not planning to do that. Christensen, troll number one. Troll number two, Callum Wilson. <laughs> this guy, oh, when I get him, he's rubbish. When I get him out, he's brilliant. He's like the, I'm pretty sure he's 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 an FPL family um, follower and he's just looking to see what I do every week. And then his performance is on the picture, depending on whether I've got him or not. He's absolutely, I mean, even, so it's, it's happened. And this season, I said to myself at the beginning of the season, you know, I'll go Josh King. Josh King, and I might even look at Ryan Fraser, but I'm not going anywhere near near Wilson ever. Well, what happened a few weeks ago? Got Wilson in, blanked for five game weeks, got something like two assists in five game weeks. And I'm now starting to look at, you know, I was looking at Arnautovic and Mitrovic scoring loads of goals over the same period. I'm thinking, oh, missing out on Mitrovic, needs to go there. So I got rid of Wilson, upgraded to Arnautovic. I think the fixtures look good. And, and he scored he got three goals or something, didn't he? Or two two goals and assist, 18 points. And then Artovic just got one. And then Artovic got one, got booked. <laughs> so Callum Wilson, for me, is my ultimate troll outside of Christensen. But the problem is he's actually quite good this year. So I can feel myself getting drawn back in already. It's terrible. It's a vicious cycle. He is definitely one of those players. When you don't have him, he looks brilliant. And, um, yeah, I, I've had him in and he's... He looked like one of those ones with the Bournemouth fixtures. He, um, he was one I would think I might keep him long term, but I'm I have to say I have been casting an eye over at Arnie, and I'd love to own Arnie in comparison to him. He's just a more exciting player, I guess, to own Arnie is than um, than Wilson. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the next question, which is um, we know, of course, that you you support the Liverpool, the great, the mighty Reds, and um, unfortunately Spurs. But um, how do you how <laughs> 
do you find there is there any kind of an issue you know on a Saturday when you're watching say say Lee you're there watching the Man United match and you have a Man and you're there going hoping that there's a Man United clean sheet coming because you own De Gea or Jones or whoever else do you, how do you actually cope with that situation because I know a lot of FBL managers do kind of they feel a bit of a it's a bit of a dilemma as in they're hoping that Man United fail but they're also hoping that they'll get their valuable clean sheet points do you want to take that or shall I See, I struggle with this a lot, don't <laughs> you do, I? You struggle more I, re- I really struggle with this, um, which is why I always like to have a Spurs player in my team because it sort of evens it out a bit in my mind when yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, I, I think a couple of weekends ago, um, Spurs won a game and like Lee said, it was the most upset he'd ever seen me when Spurs won a game <laughs> because, because Harry Kane didn't score. And it was 1-0 like, Cardiff, was it, against Cardiff 1-0 and you dropped Eric Dyer. Kane in. Uh, as a captain, has had half of the FPL community. Yeah. And Spurs won one nil dire. And I've never seen you so upset for, for a Spurs <laughs> victory. It's absolutely incredible. Um but I think yeah, I, I tend to um I, like I I'll still I can still hope apart from my keeper and my defenders, I kind of think, oh well it doesn't I can still hope that, you know, somebody loses, that whoever's in competition with Spurs that week for a place, but as long as this person that's in my fantasy team gets some points. Mm. Um but yeah, I, I do struggle with that sometimes, this kind of like wanting your fantasy team to do well versus your real life love for your for your own team. It's <laughs> difficult. Whereas I struggle with it a lot less. I mean I- and I know this is an FPL podcast, but football comes first. Absolutely, football comes first. FPL is a game, right? It's a great game. We all love it. And, you know, we've built up a great, you know, following on YouTube and the Twitter community is brilliant. And I, and I love it. It's great. But football comes first. There's no doubt about it. Now, it's helped in the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, because Liverpool been doing all right. And so, Spurs. And Spurs have been doing all right. So actually, you've got your FPL players in from both of those sides. Uh, and if they do well in real life, they do well in FPL. So that's great. But I wonder how like Cardiff fans that are big into FPL feel this year. You know, it's kind of must be a weird paradigm, as you say, Don. But for me, no, football first, absolutely football first. Uh, and that's why, you know, go back a few seasons to the season of Suarez. I mean, that was that was just a great season because you'd have him in in your FPL team as captain and then he'd bang in three against Norwich, including two goal of the month <laughs> contenders. It was just it's kind of FPL utopia. Um, and to a lesser degree, uh, well, to a lesser or more degree, Probably more, actually, with Salah last year. I mean, he was, um, you know, pretty much in everyone's team and captain pretty much every week uh, towards the back end of the season, at least. So watching, you know, your star man, the Egyptian king, do it on the pitch, knowing that you've got some FPL points off the back of it, too. Yeah, that's a utopia. Um, but for me, absolutely football first. Yeah, they, 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 of course, the dilemma sometimes I feel is, say, you have an Aguero captain and... It'd be lovely if Man City dropped points, and yet if he's smashing in goals and you're seeing their goal difference going up, it's a little bit of a dilemma. But I, I agree 100%. Yeah. It's Liverpool first, and uh, and FPL is is definitely a second place to that. Okay, so it's been an exciting year for for you guys uh, in terms of of everything you've been doing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with official FPL? Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So. Um... When was this? Back in the summer, wasn't it? Or towards the beginning of this season? Yeah, I think it was August time. Yeah, beginning of, yeah, sort of beginning of August. Uh, we've been doing FPL Family for uh, a whole season. So we've done, you know, best part of 38 game weeks worth of videos, a couple of videos every week, and it was going pretty well, and we were growing pretty well. Um, and then one of the chaps from uh, Fantasy Football Scout came to ask us whether we'd, we'd like to be involved with the with the game, with official Premier League. Um, and it was a bit like it's a bit of a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, definitely. That sounds really, really exciting. Without really knowing what we were signing ourselves up to, I think it's fair to say. I, th- I think at first, uh, my view was that we would be writing a few articles. We might be feeding back to uh, the Scout, which is the um, the kind of help page on the official Premier League website, FPL website. And I thought we'd be writing a few bits and pieces. So when we then got invited to come on to the FPL show, um, you know, it was just like, oh my, you know, goodness me, we're going to get to go on the show. That's so cool because we both watched the FPL show, right? So we mm. knew what it was, and we knew we know that, um, you know, the sort of format of it uh, and the people that run it. So yeah, so really, really exciting, guys. Really exciting. Um, there's an as a studio down in Uxbridge, which is not too far from me uh, or from us, and we travel down there. It's on a thir- they shoot it on a Thursday. It goes out live on the um, on the uh, goes live on the app, doesn't it? On Friday, it goes live um, out in some other. It, it, 
out in other countries on Thursday night. On a Thursday, yeah, yeah, on a Thursday, yeah. Um, but it's great. I mean, you go down there and Jules and James uh, look after us brilliantly, don't they? It makes yeah, you feel so welcoming. Um, I remember having to go into makeup for the first time, having never worn makeup in my life and thinking, makeup? What the hell? And I sat in this chair <laughs> and she put, she put a bit of concealer under my eyes, a bit of foundation, looked a million dollars. Yeah. But great. I was, I was completely converted. It's been yeah, really as nice. if you never had makeup before. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> busted. Yeah. Busted. No, I mean, it has been pretty good. I mean, we've had, we've had lovely experiences every time we've been down to the FPL show we filmed fan zone a few weeks ago which was really really good fun wasn't it it was just kind of totally different experience because obviously the FPL show is is um it's very kind of organized and it's very slick and we know roughly what we're going to be talking about um and and the questions are kind of they're structured aren't they whereas when you film fan zone it's like you don't know really what what the guys that are going to come up on um, viewers skype in with random skype, questions right? yeah, yeah. and you yeah. don't really know who you're going to talk to where in the world they're going to be from what they're going to ask you about so that was good and then we did a location shoot a few a couple of months ago now um for the fpl draft game um so it's it's been really exciting and it's something that we never really anticipated on no, sure, when we yeah. started the FL family you know we, we started it as a bit of a laugh and um just for something for us to do together because it's what we always did on a Friday night just talking about our team so to have gone from that to kind of filming in proper TV studios has been a bit of a whirlwind really. And I remember going down there on the, the first time we got invited to go down there we went down to Oxbridge didn't we and we signed in at the front desk and uh and Holly who's the runner on the show came to get us and she, and she said oh, I'll walk you through to the green room and straight away I thought oh hello green room that sounds really good so I walked into the green room and she said, oh, Steve and Robbie are already there. So I was like, Steve and Robbie? I, said, I thought it was Jules and James. I'm not Steve and Robbie. So I sort of walked in uh, and sitting in the green room waiting to do Premier League fan zone because they hadn't been on yet. And just come out of makeup were Robbie Savage and Steve Sidwell. And they're sitting there watching the, um, the Champions, Champions League draw, weren't they? If you remember, that was on. And every bit of me, guys, wanted to turn around to Sam and go, oh, Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam, 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 it's Robbie Savage, Robbie Savage. But we were cool, weren't we? Tried to, we tried to be cool. We tried to be cool. Hi, Robbie. I'm Lee. Nice to meet you. Sat down there and uh, sat with Steve Sidder and Robbie Savage watching the Champions League draw, talking FPL, Champions League, you know, all sorts. Their careers for like an hour and a bit, wasn't it, while we were waiting to go on, which was just really, really surreal. Like a really, really Do they play FPL? They do, yeah. They do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Savage is actually pretty good at it, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah. Uh, Sidwell's not so good. (laughs) They were at the time. They were beating me, weren't they? Although I don't think they, they are now, but they were at the time. No, but they definitely play it. We had a real good chat with them about that and just just sat there and just chewed the fat like we were in the mm. pub with a couple of mates. It was it was really, really surreal, but awesome experience. So, yeah, it's been great fun, hasn't it? Really yeah, I mean, everything to do with the official FPL has been has been just brilliant. It's been such a, a great experience and it's something that's it's really nice to be part of. Great. That, that's brilliant. Really good to listen. So uh, build, building on that, um, obviously, you're a big part of the community. How do you feel about the community and being part of the community, the FPL community? Yeah, so I think the, um, the the Twitter community in particular, and, and to be fair, your Instagram community is is really growing as well. I think you're up to sort of 1,200, maybe 1,300 followers right now. So that's that's really growing too. So that's good. Um, I would say the Twitter community is probably the bigger FPL community. That's where, sure. where most of the sort of FPL fanatics tend to be. Um, I think we're somewhere towards sort of eight and a half thousand right now, um, which is phenomenal, you know, in terms of the the people that want to listen to my dribble on there, frankly. Um, but it's great. It's great. To answer your question, it's brilliant. I mean, we have um, I have a sort of regular interaction with a bunch of guys that, um, you know, I speak to fairly regularly on there and we'll tweet each other and, and, and sort of uh, like and retweet and co-promote, if you like. Um, and I have to give a couple of a shout out to a couple of people because, you know, when you go into a community like that, which is effectively a social media community of, of people that are just handles. Right. You don't really get to understand the people behind the handles. And that's why what you guys are doing here with this pod is great, because we've got to know Lucy Hynett and we've got to know the guys from the surgery and and everybody that's just a, you know, just a handle. We now get to know them a bit better. So it's awesome that you guys are doing this. Um, and I want to give a shout out to uh, to Nick and Tom from Who Got the Assist. Because they actually helped us quite a bit when we started out. You know, we were, you know, just we posted that really cringy first video on YouTube. Um, and I posted something about it on Twitter. And I think Tom got hold of it and retweeted it and was just like, hey, guys, these these guys are new to Twitter. Check them out. What do you think of the video? And at the time, I think Nick and Tom had something like four or five thousand subscribers. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, my God, you know, imagine imagine if we could get to that sort of size where we've got, you know, then those guys. It's amazing that they're you know, retweeting our stuff. It's awesome. 
Um, and then you meet the guys and they are just genuinely two lovely, really lovely down to earth guys. They're just totally normal guys. And, and you know, turns out that actually I work around the corner from where uh, Tom works. So we kind of regularly have a beer in town and get together. Um, so, yeah, so that being part of the Twitter community to answer your question is great. It's really, really great. And a lot of the guys that are there regularly talking and interacting on Twitter then turn up on a Thursday and a Sunday to regularly interact with us on our live stream. So, yeah, there's a real core of people that sort of follow what we do and, and really seem to like it. So, yeah, it's really, really good. And it, it's been really nice because these people, you know, that like you said, often they're quite anonymous on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram, it's a little bit different um, because people um obviously it's pictures so you get a bit more of an insight into people's lives if, if you follow them back um because you see what they're kind of doing at the weekend with their kids or whatever so I, mm. I feel a little bit more like I understand who the people are on that social media but you know they're they're like you said they turn up on our streams week in week out you know we, we call our followers the in-laws um and and they're great and you know like a couple of weeks ago they, they bought me a spur shirt for my birthday didn't they that was an incredible and, moment um, yeah incredible it's just lovely um that people kind of take the time out of their lives to come and talk to us and interact with us and then not only did they did they do that they then decided that actually a few of them would club together and 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 buy me a spur shirt which is you know it's just lovely i mean that was incredible wasn't it i mean that moment we you know we we had no idea that that was going to happen no uh, and one, I think one or two of the guys that do that join the live streams regularly, um, I think got a, maybe a, a little DM community together on Twitter and were like, you know, it's Sam's birthday in a couple of weeks. We should just get onto the YouTube and super chat so that they, we donate enough money for a Spurs shirt. I mean, how good is that? These, we've never met these people. This is just no. incredible. It's just awesome. And yeah, yeah, right. You, you, you have some keyboard warriors. Of course you will. But generally speaking, the FPL Twitter community is a really, really cool place. And we're very pleased to be part of it. Yeah, really nice people lovely great answer that's the reason these podcasts these are my favorite podcasts really the getting to know you is because um that's what it's all about for us we do enjoy the um the friendliness and we are all kind of we almost are friends of each other if you know what mm, i mean definitely. online um and it's uh, it's a great social interaction um tell us this one is basically um i wonder are you going to go along club lines with this one but if you had to pick one <laughs> player from past or present to be in your fbl team um, Sam, come to you first on it. Who would you pick? Um, I'm actually not going to go club lines. But, oh, really? But, no, but Lee won't be surprised with my answer. Um, so for me, it would be Frank Lampard. Um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, 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 on a personal level, I just love Frank Lampard. I think he's You've brilliant. always fancied Frank Lampard, haven't you? No I, doubt I, about I, it. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I can't, is I can't is, is he that. to you what, what Olivier Giroud is to Kylie? Yeah, I think that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, it's that level. I'm not sure if it's quite that level. I mean, Kylie is a bit obsessed with Giroud. But you it's, know, the thing about it is, a bit? I think people are obsessed with me being obsessed with Giroud. Giroud can't do anything in his life without me being tagged on Twitter about it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm like, oh, Giroud must have done something because my mentions are going crazy on Twitter at the moment. <laughs> no, uh, he's it's quite it's, beautiful though. Well, and uh, yeah, so it, it's the Lampard red nap jeans that do it for me. I'm afraid <laughs> they are pretty much the most attractive family in the world. Um, yeah, so yeah, for me it would be Frank Lampard, particularly the 09-10 season. I think um, 284 points over the course of that season. So yeah, for me it would have been Frank. I, I, and to to be honest with me, I I can't. I guess I kind of I'll, I'll go back to the club loyalties thing. I mean, I already mentioned Suarez. I mean, when Suarez was scoring and he's in your FPL team and and you know we're battering teams four and five nil. No, sorry, we'd never keep clean sheets in that season. But <laughs> four four three or five four. Um, you know that was that was awesome. I loved watching Suarez from an FPL perspective. Equally, Fernando Torres when he was a Liverpool player, loved watching him. Um, I'm trying to think of players outside of my Ronaldo. club. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Thierry Henry, those sorts of players. Yeah. They're always absolute FPL must-haves, right? And regardless of how how um, expensive they are. Berbatov's a great show. Robbie Keane. Yeah. Great show. What I will say, when Harry Kane first burst onto the scene, so he's like 12 and a half million now, but when he first burst onto the scene, he was like 5.5, wasn't he? Forward in the game or something. And he was just... I, I remember getting onto him reasonably early thinking, well, I've... I've seen this guy kind of go on loan to, was it Millwall and maybe a couple of other places and look pretty good. So if he starts scoring in FPL, I might get onto him. 
And I got onto him pretty quickly at 5.5 and he was soon, you know, 7 million, 7.5. So Harry Kane, the early days, um, was a particular FPL highlight for me, for sure. Okay, so moving away from FPL for a second, tell us, favourite meal, favourite drink? Favourite meal, favourite drink. Go on, do you want to take that one? Um, Have you prepared an answer? (laughs) Well, I really struggled with this one, actually, more than any of the others. So I don't drink... alcohol really so it's it doesn't mean you, the so I think, doesn't have to be no i know you, but but that makes it really boring because i'm going to say something like tea aren't i and then that's really boring that's isn't a, it that's, that's okay boring. my answer was coffee when i was oh, my, my, mine was coke with a slice of lime i don't drink either so it's all good <laughs> see now see pepsi max with a slice of lime now that's nice I, it's got to have lime though i don't like lemon in my drinks um and meals so oh, Sav, you're my new best friend. I don't do lemon. If somebody <laughs> beats me, they have to. They, they buy me lemon with my Coke. It, it's oh, even no. more worse if they give me Diet Coke. You might as well give me water. And if, if Lee comes back with a drink that's got a slice of lemon in it, he has to have two slices in his because I fish it out of mine and stick it in his. This, this, part, this, part, this part of the pod is about as exciting as my detailed, logical and geeky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, favourite meal. Well, it, it's always dessert for me. And it, um, cheesecake is my all-time favourite thing in the world. Oh, so we, go we'll go there. Okay. Well, for me, I, so I, I was going to say I do drink, but that makes me sound like an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic, um, but I don't mind a gin and tonic. I'll drink a Hendrix and tonic any day of the week. Good choice. Um, I particularly like punk IPA at the moment. So I'm into sort of I think as soon as you I don't know, I used to drink a lot of lager in my 20s. But that's mainly because, you know, when I was at uni, I drank a lot of lager and my mates did. As soon as I hit 30, I became I was going to say more sophisticated, not more sophisticated, <laughs> but I branched out a bit and started drinking craft beers and IPAs and stuff. And I'm very glad that I've done that. Um Favourite meals, anything Italian with carbs. Anything cooked by me, you should have said. Anything cooked by me. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> anything Italian with carbs cooked by Sam, I'll take that. I'll go with that. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, um, guys, your house is on fire. Obviously, you and the kids, everybody's safe. Your phones are in your pockets. What would be the one non-living item that you would, uh, you would grab? You're going to love this answer, guys, because we discussed this over dinner and we had very different answers. But go on, you should go first. Um, so apart from football and obviously my family, my favourite thing in the world is photography. Um, so I love taking photographs, um, probably too many photographs. So I would save our, our wedding photos and the kids' baby photos. So I said, <laughs> <laughs> so, which is which is yours is the right answer, by the way. That's very sentimental. <laughs> I said that I'd rescue the Sky Q box because how would we watch the footy at the weekend uh, in Ultra? <laughs> <laughs> it's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> but yours is the right answer, absolutely. That is disturbing. But I love how you're not taking the TV with you as well. It's just the Sky Q box. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to watch any football, but maybe I'll, you know, plug it in somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Worrying. I don't think it works like that. Someone else's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beer in a refuge, just trying to get some shelter, and you'd be there hot, lugging around this guy, cue box, <laughs> <laughs> and a big box of photographs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tell us, uh, Lee, you first on this one. Do you have any kind of special skill? Do I have any special skills? So I, I guess a little known fact that we. You know what? You know what? You know what? Actually, so Sam, you uh, Sam, does Lee Sam. have any special yeah. skill? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now. You're on dangerous ground now, guys. Um, Lee's able to fix anything that goes wrong, technically. But yeah, I'm a bit geeky. So any, yeah. anything electronic that goes wrong, Lee can fix it. This, that's, I mean, that's just by my nature of being in IT, right? So as soon as someone's got something wrong, either technically with their laptop, with their TV or anything, it's like, oh, can you fix that for me? Yeah. Because I'm in IT sales and I've got, I'm, I'm not technical at all, guys, by the way, at all. But people think but that you, you are because you're in IT, right? But what is your special skill? What is my special skill? So um, so we've never really mentioned it on the live streams or, or on Twitter or anything, but I'm, I'm a ninth grade kickboxer, which is something people don't know about me. So uh, what am I now? Brown two. I'm going for brown three uh, in, a, in a few weeks, actually. I've, I've kickboxed competitively as well. So I have uh, two silver medals, actually, from the PKA Nationals up in Birmingham the last couple of years. The gold has been elusive. It's been elusive. Um there's another guy in my weight category at my age who is a particularly good uh, kickboxer from the Birmingham club. And he is my, my ambition to beat him, but he's very, very good. Um, so that's this a, a is the yearly. 
this is the year Klopp is going to break the jinx and you're going to win the gold. Hope so, mate. <laughs> I hope so. A, t- a Liverpool title and a gold medal in the same year would we've be got, amazing. We've got a, so we've got a kickboxer and a bodybuilder. We're, we're, we're fine. On a oh, yeah, night which out, one? Like. It was the ice, Iceman, wasn't it? It was, uh, was a bodybuilder. Well, there you so go. We'll, we'll be sorted on a night out, yeah. Anyone starts. Inviting on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how about yourself, Sam? Um, what's, what's your special skill? Um, so I like to bake cakes. Um, oh yeah, you're very good back here, absolutely. Particularly birthday cakes, like children's birthday cakes, that sort of thing. Um, anything that involves lots of icing. Um, yeah, love to bake. This one. And, um, tell me, when you're doing the kids' cakes, do you do you kind of go all adventurous? Do you make like the themed cakes, like you know, making yeah. a yeah. choo-choo yeah. train, Thomas the Tank yeah. Engine? So uh, yeah, we we I've been through all sorts. So. Um, <laughs> What have I made so far? So we've had a Cars, Disney Cars cake. We've had... Mr. Men cake. A Mr. Men cake. Yeah. We've had Disney Princess Castle cake. Oh, when you built that castle, that was excellent. Um, yeah, you should go on to the Great British Bake Off, you know. You should go yeah, on, that yeah. is my ambition, to go on the Bake Off one day. Do that. Um, this year, I'm making a frozen cake for our daughter's birthday in a couple of weeks, and our son wants a Pokemon cake for his birthday. <laughs> um, Love it. So, yeah, I go. we go all out for birthday cakes I say Brilliant. Kids, Sam, guys, you and my wife should compete because she loves doing those cakes as well so we've got two girls so she made Barbie Masha and the Bear I don't know if you know Masha and the Bear yeah we yeah, know Masha and the Bear yeah, well. yeah and Frozen is uh, literally like uh, in fact I sang it on the pod last <laughs> a few points <laughs> ago I decided to use Let It we Go <laughs> <laughs> okay guys so we know your special skills tell us what's your favourite type of music I'm not sure I want to admit to this. Oh, now we definitely want to know. <laughs> Go on. So I, I, I'm just into like soppy romantic ballads, aren't I? Like anything, mm. anything overly. It's romantic. exactly the same as Don. It's exactly the same as Don. <laughs> exactly the same. Um, Power ballads are my personal favourite. Yeah, like or, or like or a um a boy band like I love a boy band. I can't, um, I, I've lost count the amount of times we've had the greatest showman uh, soundtrack on loop on Spotify. That is your thing, isn't it? This is me and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. man. Um, but my favourite artist at the moment is Ed Sheeran. But I think that's just the, the kind of standard, standard arts, isn't mm. it? Yeah. And for me, I don't, I don't really have a type of music, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, You're I'm eclectic, so, aren't you? Well, I, I fill my ears with so much podcast stuff and, uh, and, and other bits and pieces and YouTube videos that, my Spotify um, membership is kind of a bit null and void, to be honest with you. So, uh, to be honest, we both like Ed Sheeran, don't we? We've been to yeah. a couple of his gigs. Um, you like music you can run to, though. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind. Yeah, I'm a quite keen runner as well. So I'll anything with a bit of a beat, I'll get yeah. out there and run to that. Um, back in the day, I used to be proper sort of housey, trancey sort of stuff <laughs> back when I could stay up until two or three o'clock in the morning. But that's those days are sadly gone. Um, <laughs> so that was what I used to like back in the day. But nowadays, yeah, any anything that's listenable, guys, really, yeah. Cool. And now, um, right, we finish off with the, tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit. And I want each of you to say about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put that in your uh, briefing notes, Mars, that we we're going to. We like to switch it up. We like to switch it up. <laughs> so what do I think? So what do I think Sam's guilty pleasure is? I think your guilty pleasure is. I know. Um, Disney songs. Oh, OK. That's I think, not what I always so, said. What, what are you going to say about yourself? I was going to say trash TV, like Geordie Shaw and all oh that malarkey. Yeah, you love all that oh, stuff. Oh, gosh. Oh. Love Island. And oh, Love Island. Oh, <laughs> all, all of that nonsense TV. <laughs> love that. Oh, we, had, we actually had to a few weeks ago. When was this? Maybe even a few months ago. We had to make a decision between uh, the Champions League or Love Island. And I was relegated. Guys, I was relegated. I had to watch the Champions League on my phone while Sam watched Love Island because there was some... What do they call it? Recoupling, decoupling. Yeah, recoupling. Oh my god! So we were sitting there. So we've got. You know, it was no, only Liverpool that were on anyway. It wasn't Spurs. It was, it was Liverpool that was on. <laughs> and I watched it on my phone while Love Island was on the TV. The, the I anguish is clear. It's unbelievable. Um, so that's so you're right. That's that actually makes a mockery of my answer. I would say Disney songs is one of my that's guilty your pleasures guilty as well. Pleasure. Actually, yeah, it's one of mine as well. A great I guilty it. pleasure. Love, love, that a, love a Disney song. Yeah, absolutely. What was the film? We took the kids to see a film called Coco recently. Uh, which is one of the new Disney Pixar films out in the cinema. And the kids were kind of, yeah, they were like, yeah, it's fine. You know, and they're getting a bit fidgety towards the end, but they had some popcorn. So they sat there, you know, good as gold. Sam and I were transfixed. Absolutely yeah. loved that film. Absolutely brilliant, that film, Coco. So Disney, Disney, Disney songs and Disney uh, Disney films, that's definitely my guilty pleasure without that. 
Oh, love it. I'm a Disney fiend myself. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have Champions League on before we came on here. My boyfriend is in the bedroom watching it. I had Aladdin on instead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah. And with bad habits, it's th- what are you we're, say about we're on now? dangerous ground now. I mean, I, I, I think you're perfect, dear. I can't think of any <laughs> bad habits that you've got. <laughs> you um, bit of a clean freak sometimes. Bit of a clean freak. Bit OCD about, you know, lining stuff up and making sure, you know, mm. all the pillows are in the correct position on the bed and the that's cushions habit, on the sofas and stuff. I can get I've just, I've swerved that one a bit, but that's what I would say is your one of your one of your things. Now be careful. You're too perfect, Sam. That's what your bad habit is. <laughs> too perfect. Yeah. That's exactly right, Don, yeah. Oh. You've read between the lines. See, that's there, mate. quite nice now. I've got to be careful what I say now, haven't I? <laughs> Do you know what? Okay, I've got one. Flatulence. Uh, no. That's my problem. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to. I'll tell you what really annoys me. Um, I, I t- <laughs> This is a ridiculous one. But it really annoys me when he puts his socks in the wash in a ball together. Oh, come on now. If that's the worst thing you've got. And putting and putting your trousers in the wash without taking the tissues out of the pocket. That is, that's a man thing, though. That's a man thing, because our son does it as well. It's really gone, a man gone thing. Mark, they'll, they'll definitely relate to that. It's definitely a man <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I always have to unball them. <laughs> <sighs> oh, so you can come and live with me then, Mars, because uh, Lee does not unroll his socks. It's very annoying. But get I, love trash TV. I love Trash TV. If X Factor's on, I'm coming. There you go. There you go. See, there you go. we get on really well. X Factor's always on in our house on a Saturday night. X Factor's just awful, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Excellent. So um so FBL family is toast now and Mars is going to move down the road to Sam. <laughs> it's an FPL mashup. Yeah. Disney songs and lives in a city that I really like, so I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, oh, gonna there we go. Yeah. <laughs> on that bombshell we'll wrap up the show. <laughs> Um, Sam Lee thanks a million for coming on the Three Amigos FBL show it was a pleasure getting to know you thank you guys thanks guys one for each other and all for one the three brave amigos are we brother to brother and everyone a brave amigo